We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. In the Old Testament, when they used to go out in battle, Israel used to go out in battle, it was the singers that were the front, not the soldiers. Right, the grown-ups, you can join in now, you're allowed. Yeah. Oh, no, there's another. Go on, go on. No, no. All right. To praise God. Brilliant. Well, we're all young, aren't we? Yeah. When we get to heaven, we'll be worshipping God, so it's good practice. Excellent. Right. Okay. So, so we go. Those are excellent answers. I've got some actual extra thoughts for you as well, would you believe? Um, we are joining in with heaven. So that comes in off the back of, of what we we're saying just there, just mm. now. Um, and so it says here, right, I want to, it says in this verse here, so again, sparklers, invaders, gate crashers, this is amazing, this bit. They were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. So that's what we get to, we get to join in with. Now, I was thinking about this, I was thinking, well, this is a bit strange. It's talking about these great big creatures that are singing out to God here, the seraphim and the angels in this verse. And one thing that I thought, well, what does that mean to us? Because we can't see those guys. Uh, maybe we can sense God's presence in the room. I think it's a bit like this. If you've ever turned up to a party and they've just sung happy birthday and they're cutting up the cake and giving it out, are you going to come into the party and kind of stand at the back a little bit and just kind of uh, just watch, you know, I wouldn't. I'd probably run in and try and grab a bit of cake. You'd probably run in and try and grab a cake, wouldn't you? Yeah, right? I, I certainly would. You want to come in and get involved. If you walk into a party and your friends are talking about something that you really are fascinated about or you really you've got something in common with, you don't hang back. You go in and get involved. This is a bit like coming into a massive party that's going on. I mean, the doorposts and thresholds. So this whole stuff, the structure of the building is shaking with the voices of these things. And we get to come in almost yeah, as guests in this situation and join in with what's going on there. That's not insignificant. Day and night, they never stop saying this is the same guys. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Just declaring how good God is. And we can come in and join in off the back of that. And it certainly seemed that they were really, really belting that out. This is another one as well that often I, th I think kind of we miss a little bit maybe, but that we're giving and receiving encouragement to each other. That first bit, we could probably join in with the, with the angels at home maybe a little bit. Obviously doing it together is, is significant, but actually it's talking about giving encouragement and receiving encouragement. So it says, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the, all the wisdom we give. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Some translations have that all as one big lump, that last little bit, where it, it actually brings it all together. Teach and counsel each other with all his wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs as that counsel. So it's like we're together, declaring that thing, reminding each other um, of that. Have you ever had one of those kind of earworms, you can't get the song out of your head? It's that kind of situation, isn't it? Songs are memorable. All right, we can declare God's truth. And if it stays in our mind, well... 
while we're out and about and doing, doing the other things and worshipping in, in general life, then, then that has got to be significant. So again, the same idea. Together we are here declaring his goodness in unison. And so there's another section here where it talks about um, the trumpeters and singers perform together in unison. He is good. His faithful love endures forever, ever. All of us doing that and bringing that together, it, this is bringing us an element of the idea of what we're doing here isn't just singing in a building and in a hall. We're actually enthroning God on our praises here. Together we are here and something shifts in spiritual places as we do that. It's not just a physical thing. It's not just a thing that we are just doing together. And I know singing and playing instruments isn't everyone's thing, right? Um, but this is a significant thing that as we do it together, something changes. Something seems to shift in the spiritual place that is significant. So as we do that, things change. And we've got that last bit, the thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord. Okay? I mean, we're here and we're here to praise God and lift him up and raise him up and, and say how magnificent he is and take that with us. But often he will bless that with his presence. And how often is it that we spend time together worshipping, singing, and God starts bringing and saying things to you in your spirit and for everyone? It just seems to be a significant thing that God will do um, in us and with us. This time when we're together and we're singing, it's a time when it can, it can kind of remove the distractions a little bit. In the spiritual, I, th I think there is something about it being louder than the other things grabbing our attention. Computer games, social media, the news. All these things are real. All these things, well, maybe important, maybe not from that list. Um, but actually, when we come together and we're singing together and we're declaring how good God is, something shifts in the spiritual and it cuts across and goes above all those other things. If you're troubled, this stuff can come across, cut across, and can be louder than the other things um, that might try and gain our attention, things that might trouble us, um, God might speak to us through that. So as we come together again now to sing, bear those things in mind as we're together in that. Um, but the significant thing here, we are together, something's going to shift in the spiritual, and ultimately what are we on earth to do is to sing his praise and lift him up and bring him above everything else. It says in the Bible, doesn't it, that God's God is enthroned or lives in or inhabits our praises. Something shifts in the spiritual as we come together and, and praise him. Thank you. So we go on to the next stage now. And Richard Griffin to come and share some encouragements with us. Oh, there's ready. <laughs> um, so a couple of weeks ago, we had a worship session on a Monday night. And on the way there, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be really difficult because I was really upset about the situation in Ukraine. And I thought, I've got nothing to bring, but I guess I'm just going to have to choose to worship because I know God's still worthy of my worship. But I was afraid I was just going to stand there and cry. And then as soon as we started singing, it was just like, wow, I could feel that God was there. And I knew that the spirit that he's put in me is going to cause me to worship him anyway, because that's what he's made us to do. And I felt his joy. 
And I still don't know how to bring that together with what we see going on in the world, but I can't unsee it. And I think it's like the crocus flower that Jamie was talking about last week, that once, once you see seen it even if it snows again and the crocus gets covered up with snow you've already seen it so you already know spring is coming and we already know the tomb is empty and Jesus is alive so similar kind of thing in one way but um, I was just struck again by this passage in Luke 7 which talks about the sinful woman um, then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table with the Pharisee's house, bought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. She began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. And then later on it goes on to say, um, Jesus says to, her, says to the Pharisee who complained, you did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my head with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And there were two things that sort of struck me from that one. The, the first one was the sense that, that um, Jesus was there so it's just gone on me my brain's just gone i'm very sorry um there was a sense of there was a, a perfection she well the point is that jesus she came to jesus because she saw who he was she came to jesus because she recognized not because there was a personal um thing in terms of her her sins being forgiven but she saw him that he was the one the lamb of god who forgave the sin of the world and our starting point in our worship is not what he's done for us but who he is so if he's done nothing at all the angels worship jesus in heaven he's done nothing for them because he is the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world and she came with her rubbish she came with with you know money that she bought oil and perfume that she'd actually bought probably she earned that money in a bad way but she still brought it to Jesus and he accepted what she brought because he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And it was only after she worshipped him that Jesus came and said to her, your sins are forgiven. And there's a sense in which her initial response there was not for what he's done for her, but who he is. But as she came to him for who he is, she reads forgiveness for our sins. And as we come into his presence this morning, we come to Jesus to worship him for who he is, for who he's, and not what he's done for me. But as I do that, I recognize too that what he's done for me, and that causes me to love him even more because I access what he's done for my own life. When we're thinking about um, this morning, um, we very much wanted to give space to, uh, for God to move. The other one. This one. So we wanted to give space to God, uh, for God to move uh, this morning, and I, I hope we can see that, that he is in, in you know, when we gather, 
he promises to, to be here with us. And one of the things we wanted to just dip into very briefly is, I guess, some of the, I called it the mechanics or the practicals of, 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 of being together and singing together and, and why we do certain things at certain moments. I think the important thing to do is right now we've taken a break, haven't we, in a way. We've sat down and something's, oh, I was just getting into it. I was just getting into it. And they tell us to stop. All right. But has God gone anywhere? He's not gone anywhere. And he's right here. And any minute when I finish speaking, we're going to get back up and we're going to be right there again. Because God just wants us to think about a couple of things for a minute. And that is this Sometimes a, a song leader, worship leader might say something like, let's just wait here. Let's, let's just wait here at the end of a song. Or, and, and I don't know about you, but my brain might be going, what actually am I waiting for? Is it so the song leader knows the next song? Is it so that Jamie gets the right key? Or magically the drummers change? Look at that, amazing. <laughs> See, some of you didn't notice that. Look, you're looking at But, you know, in our times of corporate singing, there are moments when we recognize that God isn't in the earthquake. And he isn't in the storm, but he's in the whisper. You remember the story of God and Elijah? And it wasn't until the whisper came that Elijah heard the voice of God. And I think he covered himself, didn't he, or did something like that. You know, and in worship and in singing, we're talking mainly about singing together, aren't we? We can make a lot of noise, and I think that's, that's good at times. It is good. It's important to make a joyful noise. But then sometimes it's also good just to wait. Wait in silence. The Psalms say, be still. And wait patiently for him, Psalm 37. So it isn't sometimes that we don't know the right key, although that is sometimes. And we don't, if we're over there and the sing, singing leader is here and they're doing this, we can't always see the number of fingers that the person is saying. And that's a special code that no one else is allowed to know about. Actually, it's just a number of a song on a list, isn't it? But you see, what we're trying to do is serve you in worshipping God together. And it isn't about us or the songs, really. It's about him. But we try to work as a team, and we try to work as a team with you as well. And I try, if I'm leading, I try not to stand here with my eyes closed because I want to try and see what's going on, see what's happening. And sometimes people are raising their hands and sometimes they're being uh, very quiet. The second thing, so waiting. So that's, that's something that we might have to do, wait. And it could be that we hear a nudge from God. It could be that at the end of a song, you just have one of the words of a song just repeating in your head. Or maybe that's God speaking to you, God remind you. The second thing is, sometimes you might hear the song leader saying, right, we, let's, let's sing in tongues, sing in the spirit, sing your own song. What, like Abba? Money, money, money. What, 
you know, God calls us to worship in spirit and in truth. And there are times when the musicians will be playing and you might have an encouragement to sing and you might find that the worst part of the meeting. Let's be honest. It's not always easy. We don't always know what to do. But that's okay. That really is okay. Sometimes it may be a single word. It just might be hallelujah. How, go how good are you, God? Isn't that a great simple song, isn't it? Is that, that's stuck in my head now, isn't it? How good is he? See, and that's good. See, see, these songs have got truth in them, and they just go over and over in our head. And sometimes the musicians will just play it again and again, and we just need to let it soak into us, let it sink into us, because God is interested in our hearts. We worship in spirit and in truth. And it has to go sometimes from here into here. And it can take some time because many of us are quite dense. Let's be honest. It's in the nicest possible way. It takes time to sink in, but that's okay. It really is okay to repeat things, to soak in what God is saying. And yes, I'll go back to it. Yes, we don't know what the next song is sometimes, and so we might just wait there a bit longer. But don't feel embarrassed about it. We can get over that embarrassment now because we trust each other. And, you know, John 4 says that when we get filled with God's Spirit, the springs of living water bubble up from within. And it's at times like that when perhaps the musicians are playing, that's a good time to let that bubble up. And it might be a word. It, it, it might be that you begin to clap or dance because it's bubbling up from within. And that's really good. Don't squash it. Don't put a stone on that stream. But let it bubble up and let it come out. Because Corinthians talks about, 1 Corinthians, praying and singing in tongues and in our mind as well. And why are we doing all this anyway? It's because we're here to build up the church build up each other, and give glory to God. Everything done, it says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26, everything done to build the church. So when we come together, because we could all stay at home, couldn't we? I guess. And, 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 and put music on or worship on. But we're talking to, to today about coming together. And even if it's on Zoom, it's the same thing. You're here with us. But why are we doing this? Because God inhabits the praises of his people, and he builds us up as we worship him. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities, and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk, or Twitter at lifelineuk. Thank you.